beast is making me What's time but a thing they kill or keep a fire or lose a living I gotta go faster, keep up the pace Just to stay in the human race I could go supersonic, the problem's chronic Tell me, does life exist beyond it? When I need to sate, I just accelerate Into oblivion Into oblivion Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. I'm Petey Rave, your man with a plan, here with me, as always, to talk music, to share music with each other, and to discuss it afterwards. We have our team. We have Brett. Hey, everybody. I'm having way too much fun with the pre-show. Yes. We have Patrick. Hello, fellow kids. And we've got Drew. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're here to talk about music. And the provider of said music is the aforementioned Drew. Drew, what do you got for us this week? Well, about a band that is from Chicago, Illinois, that I I really, really enjoy. A band I've seen a few times live. Um, and a band that one of their founding members and one of their main like songwriters and producers uh, Maurice White recently passed away and I figured it was about time to reach in and pick out a random uh, record from Earth, Wind and Fire because I think I could have picked any of their records and been happy about it so I just picked one at random and so we're doing a uh, race mm-hmm. we're doing Rays uh, by Earth, Wind and Fire Hills in the air and praise um Fantastic album. Uh, let's go around the Patrick, what were your expectations coming into this album? Uh, this is one of those ones where I get to say, band I've heard many a song of but never listened to a record of. So I know it's, it's R&B and funk, and, but played really technically cleanly. Uh, and I've heard a few of these songs before, but for an album, it was actually fairly new to me. So... Mm-hmm. I, I had expectations that I'd probably enjoy most of it. Uh, Brett, what were your expectations coming into this album? Well, I, I, I live in a house with a woman who is pro-funk, who plays a bass guitar, and listen to a, listens to a lot of random uh, funk soul uh, 80s uh, music of this era. Mainly a little heavier on the funk end. Um, not, not as... Uh, as earth, wind and fiery as this. So, but, but it does pop in in the playlist every now and then. So I get a lot of, uh, other than my personal journeys into this, this genre of music, which isn't really deep, but I'm, I, I, I know enough to make my way through town. Um, I, I get a, a, a more recent dose from her. Um, uh, I have not heard this album all the way through. I can't get, there's one song that, uh, that you can't get away from, um, no matter where you go. Um, but, uh, no, I didn't know what else was on this album. Um, but, uh, I, going from the, the year that this album was released, um, and my knowledge of what kind of stuff this band pulls off, um, I, I knew what I was getting into kind of, yeah. the technologies that would be involved. Yeah. Uh, Drew, how would you describe this album musically? What would be the themes and elements that, um, that make it? Well, the thing about Earth, Wind, and Fire in general is they have this great mix of sort of the soul, the funk, and disco to go along with what they're doing. 
the the songwriting is fantastic. They know how to write a catchy hook. And the thing about Earth, Wind, and Fire that I love is that their their music is very much about bringing people together in a groove. It's very much we're gonna make fun music and we're gonna make music to dance to and we're gonna make music to have a good time. Um, the times I have seen them, um, it was it was almost cartoonish the uh, the sort of mix of crowd as far as race goes and how little like there was i said this on um a good friend of the show uh djm i said this on his facebook the thing about maurice white and earth wind and fire is when you listen to them when you go to their show there's no black, there's no white, there's no Republican, there's no Democrat, there's no nothing. It's all about the groove, and it's all about the dance, and they Ain't make no nothing. It's it's all about that like level of fun, right? And that's that's what's great. There, this record won a Grammy for uh, best vocal performance by a duo or group in 1981, I believe. Um, the best R&B uh, vocal performance by a duo or group. So you win a Grammy, you're doing something right. This record has some amazing uh, vocal work, some amazing vocal harmonies, and it's all underpinned by this rhythm section that just gets your feet moving. You know that's the goal from the get-go. The first song is called Let's Groove. Sort of, you have to know what's going to happen if your first song is Let's Groove. Um, It's... There is some crazy synth work that we can get into here as well. Did some amazing uh, horn arrangements. Um, Bill Myers, I believe, did most of the horn arrangements, if I remember correctly. Um, I'm looking through the production notes here. Uh, Billy Myers did uh, most of the horn arranging, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Verdine White with the bass work. It's just from top to bottom, the musicianship was absolutely tight, absolutely stellar, and if you don't come away humming at least one or two of these songs, like I don't know like what sort of music you might like, because there is something here, I think for most people to, to groove on it, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is for sure. Uh, Patrick, what would be the themes and elements that caught your attention about this album? Um, so in the early 80s, late 70s and early 80s, uh, synthesizers were finding their way. And uh, sometimes they were abused and sometimes they were used really well. Uh, with this, uh, the thing, the, the sound that came to mind of, of the synth work here, it's very, I think it's probably fair to say there was some level of Herbie Hancock influence. Like there was a lot of using like a synth to replace a bass. And uh, it really worked. It was done really well. Uh, the musicianship is off the charts. Uh, like the drums on this record are like super tight, but also like really expressive and interesting underneath underneath everything else that's going on. Uh, the vocals are really, 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 really good, uh, especially the harmonies. The harmonies are like these massive walls of, of notes coming at you and they're really, really well done. And then the horns, which are, you know, super clean, super, super where they're supposed to be. And, and songwriting has uh, what, what I call, you know, pop sense, which is just the ability to like write something catchy that isn't uh, 
that doesn't annoy the shit out of you, which which can happen with pop music if it's not done well. But really good pop music, like you want to sing along. But if you heard the song three times in a row, you wouldn't want to blow your brains out. And this has that in spades. Like there's a lot of catchy stuff going on, but not ever like an, catchy to an annoying effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, what would be the themes that almost that caught your attention? Well, um, there's a lot going on in this album. Um, the the horn arrangements, like it's been said, are are, are really good. But you get you, you get like strings thrown in there too. Like the 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 disco rollover into the '80s stuff is is really fun on some of the tracks. Um, you know, you get you get some. Uh, I mean, this is this is dance hall music, um, and uh, in in the best way. Uh, you know, the 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 disco ball was not. You know, there there was no dust upon it in this era. It, this was still uh, of the era where you would go out and boogie dance. Um, and I enjoyed the parts that reminded me of the disco era. Um, and it was a boogie you wonderland, s- if, you, if you might say so. Yeah, I mean, like... It, <laughs> Sorry. It, it, it's, it's, it, it was fun to see that, you know, okay, disco ain't a thing, and it's not marketable as like it was. Let's do something else and then have it, have it be as successful both, you know, critically and, uh, you know, like, you, you, again, you can't go 10 feet without running into a version of uh, one of the tracks on this album being thrown at you in, like, you know, the Emperor's New Groove. I mean, come on now. Um, but, uh, yeah, there, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of really good, uh, like, bass work. I mean, it, the, this... This album would be a whole lot less if there was not bass work. Um, the synths that were used um, were less of the the synths that like I normally bring, where it's a guy hammering on some some keys. There's some there there's synth being used for um, things other than just a a keyboard analog that uh, that does weird noises um, because they have the great. Uh, um, nuggets of uh, Mr. Rogers' electric piano every now and then, like it's it's the 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 uh, the almost Steely Dan uh, uh, variety of electric piano that I love so much. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of weird, different things going on for an album that came out in the era that it did. And boy, howdy, yeah. When we get into this, there 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 are some things. <laughs> there are some, some things. things. There are some things. Uh, to get into, there's some different sounds. There's this. It gets groovy and it gets funky, but it gets wild and crazy. Uh, Drew, what would be some of the key tracks to zeroing on? I, I, I'm look. I I I know that I do the Drew thing, and I I'm, I could go down. Like I love so many of these tracks, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it uh, short and sweet. Let's groove. It starts out strong. I'm doing the record breaker thing because Let's Groove is not only a, it's a classic for a reason. It not only starts out the record exactly how you need to start out a record, which is if you're making a dance record, you better start people dancing. You have a song called Let's Groove. It better make people groove and it makes you groove. Um, I've seen Earth, One and Fire a couple of times and it's usually their first two songs are Let's Groove and what I mentioned before Boogie Wonderland. It's sort of how they start off their night and it's let's groove is a great way to start that sort of night. Um, I'm going to evolution orange, um, for me because hot damn, does that hit you with some horns? Um, it is why I love, um, funk is 
horns accentuating music very well. Um, and funk can do that very, very well. And I think Evolution Orange has that flavor to it, and I love that. And then I'm going to close out just making a note about if you want to know why I love I love me some bass and I love me a funky bass line, when you end this record with a song like The Changing Times, you know like why funk bass is awesome. And that's that's all I can say about that is <laughs> love that track for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Um, I'll also do the record breakers thing. Let's groove. Uh, what a fucking groove that song has on it. Uh, great, great bass synth kind of laying the foundation for everything. The vocals and the harmonies are basically perfect. You know, this is from a time where uh, where if you were going to be a singer, or, or, or a member of a singing group, you, you really, really had to sing well uh, because that's that's what you did. And these guys really could. And, and the ladies in the band, too. They're amazing vocalists. Uh, it, it's one of those songs you've heard a million times. And when you hear it, like on, a, on the radio or something, you're like, oh, that's a cool song. But when you sit there and you really listen to it, there's so much going on. And it's so, like... It's very meaty and you can really dig into it and pick out the individual parts that are going on. And then uh, sort of two tracks that kind of fit together, Kalimba Tree and You Are a Winner. Uh, what a fucking introduction to a song. Like that just is a great opening that has a really, really great synth line. You get little moments of heavier guitars, which you get in like there's these little – bits of moments where you really get to hear an electric guitar in there and it's really cool like just sort of in in that context to hear you know some really cool little lick played in there uh and this one is like a really really good example of of why the drums on this album are so great the the drums accent the song in such a way that like it's it's totally danceable but it doesn't just feel like a normal four four kind of dance track it's got sort of a a swing and a uh you know something different to it that you don't always get and it's like they're so perfect on that song uh brett what would be some of the key tracks for you uh we'll start with lady sun um there there is some uh masterful use of wah guitar but you can barely hear it (laughs) uh, because there's like 30 different layers on top of it which is not a bad thing they're just like they found every voice instrument like guy to bang on something in the like tri-county area to come around and be on this album i mean there's so like there's so much going on as and i'm kind of into that because every time i listen to it i got to take that cheese knife and peel another layer off um and there was some cheese on this album don't get me wrong there there's the time is funk is timeless but uh, you know the the early '80s. It's it there. There's a little bit of Chez growing on this, but not in a bad way. I I like it. Um, Evolution Orange. What, what you've got space bass. You got horns. You got strings. You got jangle guitar. What didn't this song have? The, the bass is amazing, uh, and it goes a lot of different places. But the point when I was like, I need to bring this up, is when the scat started. <laughs> okay. I, was waiting uh, for it. I was waiting for it. I mean, 
I, I knew I had to talk about this. I mean, th- this goes down in history. Probably one of the only instances of scat on the record breakers, unless you count a few albums that Patrick brought. But um, <laughs> uh, but no. Um, let, let's get to the real uh, the 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 real meat and potatoes. Let's groove. Um, this is one of the biggest commercial hits for the band. It's certainly um a, a hit with me. Um, the modulated vocals. The modulated harmony, the fact that the bass synth sounds exactly to pitch and key and synth modulation as 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 it like it just perfectly the voices stop the the synth comes in. Um, it's got my favorite variety of electric piano. Um, it's got superfluous grunts every now and then, like somebody just really getting into it. Um, there's even an unironic use of a cowbell, and it's like. Once every like five times through, somebody's like, "Oh yeah, I got to hit that cowbell." Oh, now I got to hit two cowbells. You know, just to you know, it's it's the stuff where somebody's just like, "Ah, what the shit? I'm I'm on beat. Let me hit this thing." Um, it truly makes you want to boogie down, even though the song's about banging. Um, but uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's a it's a wonderful song, and uh, yeah, they did really let's, open open this up with a with a real fair. winner. Um, most songs that are funk and or disco, if they're talking about grooving, there's a subtext of banging. Yeah, yeah I'm not. <laughs> you're <laughs> telling me that nobody that they're not going to be dancing subtext. all night. That they're going to be in, in like loving embrace, performing coitus together. Subtext. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it's you know it's it. it um, it, it's it's less on the nose as like a parliament, you know. I'm I'm like a camel. I I, I funk to please, you know. It's not quite that, you know. <laughs> yes, not quite there. Oh my but, god, uh, parliament funkadelic. Parliament. They oh, sorry, funkadelic. I'm like a camel. I hump to please. And then it's I'm like a camel, double hump to please because they're <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yes. Yeah, yes. sorry. God bless parliament <laughs> and funkadelic. Yes. Uh yeah, there's just so much to love about this album. So many tracks to love. Good goddamn. Um, yeah, let's bring it back around the horn, Patrick. What would be your conclusive thoughts about this album? Um, it's like we said, it's really, really good. Uh, I I did not. I knew I would would not hate an Earth, Wind, and Fire record because they're incredibly talented. But it's really fun. It's so well executed that you. That like and and like R and B and funk is not an easy genre to play well, and these guys execute it with like jazz precision. Like it's super perfect every time, and you know the it's catchy and poppy enough that that like it you, you don't feel like you're listening to like a prog album where it gets a little crazy. It's it's poppy and fun, and you could dance to it all night if you you know were the sort of person that can dance, unlike me. Uh I but, thought there was subtext in there. No. <laughs> if you were no. somebody unlike me who can, who could dance all night. Yeah, sorry. Continue. Thanks, thanks, Brett. Make fun of my musical taste all you want. <laughs> uh, and then, you know. But uh, it's it's very, very good. It's I, I, This is one of those ones. I want to know what Squiggs thinks of this because I, I feel like he'll enjoy the shit out of it. I bet he. I bet he knows more Earth Wind and Fire, fire than, than I do. Probably. Then, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're gonna find out that he's got like a hidden stash somewhere. Well, like so, so like of Earth, the, Wind, the, and Fire. 
Yes. Like there's 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 like like if Earth, Wind, and Fire are like the cool black music band because that's what they were called at their time. Then there's Chicago, who literally like the career is parallel lines in terms of time and being sort of a band that threw shit tons of horns and stuff. Like Earth, Wind, and Fire are cool in a way Chicago never could be and have all sort of the war. A, a lot, a, a lot of you know, sort of similarity in terms of the times, time, and place they came from. Earth, wind, <laughs> <Damn> or fire. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> I'm trying to hold myself together, and you're over there being Earth. Stop it! Yes, sorry. Um, <laughs> bring it together, Petey. Bring it down. Serious times. Um, Brett, what oh, would be your conclusive thoughts? Yeah, on my this my thoughts: Earth, wind, or fire. Yes, um, I like them all. Um, no, uh, this this is this is an act that anybody can get behind. Um, you you can you can li- it's unoffensive. Like my my wife was doing expense reports listening to this album, and she can't listen to music while she's doing stuff where she has to think. This is just something that is just pleasing to the ear. Um, the the vocals are another instrument, like and that's something that's taken for granted a lot of times. Where uh, you'll listen to some music. And uh, the vocals are, they stand out so much that, you know, you, you sort of follow it more than anything else where the vocals are right along with the rest of the instruments and it's done really well. Um, everything is, it hits really well. I, 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 I think this is the most unoffensive album that, uh, that you can put on when you're doing your taxes. But, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I think there's a cassette tape in my wife's car with some Earth, Wind, and Fire on it, and and uh, I think it's going to be uh, getting some uh, some playtime next time in the old Volkswagen. But uh, yeah, I I don't see any reason why you should avoid this, even if you're not into this kind of music. Uh, go f yourself because uh, you, you, for one, you're wrong, and uh, two, it's a good time. Um, and if you if you want just the education course of what happened to music after disco died, like did did it just all come into like some crazy you know like early eighties in, in the chicken tastes like wood acts or uh, what what happened what what was what came after that this is this is really good I it, it explains what one band did to pivot and did well yeah exactly <coughs> uh, and that's the that's a great way to put it. Uh, Drew, what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album? I, I brought this band for a couple of reasons. One, to sort of pay homage to the now late uh, Maurice White. Um, died from complications, Parkinson's and all that, and died at the age of 74. Um, and Earth, Wind, and Fire being his band, the band that he sang on and founded and produced and composed music for. Um, figured this was the best way to do it. Didn't really want to get into his solo stuff. Wanted to get into this because Earth, Wind & Fire is something that for years, I believe, has brought joy to the world. There are bands that are great parts of musicianship because the music is great or they have an artistic sense to them, stuff like that. And there are some bands that have been bringing joy to the world in such a fantastic way that you just wish there was more like them out there. Um, and Earth, Wind & Fire is one of those bands. Like I said, I've 
gotten to see them a few times, and they are nights that I won't forget. They were even without all the original members. It's it's something that will live on. It's Earth, Wind, and Fire is something that is love and joy and. Would you say they types. are they are forces of nature? Indeed. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say I was going to say there's other types of love that might be subtext here um, that they are about, but um, it's they're just something that elementals. I think is. Right. <laughs> there, it's it's elementary that you um, listen to them. Yes. Um, no, it's it's something that I think is just great. They've and got heart. Even, <laughs> Go planet. Wind, water, heart. Um, no, but it's something that I think every music fan needs to listen to. But I also think it's something that it, it's just joy. It's pure joy. There's no you can't put on an Earth, Wind, and Fire record and not smile. And there needs to be more music like that. I love you music could, like that. but you I know, concur. Be too much effort. You know, water and heart really get like the the short shrift. But. If if you put on Earth, Wind, and Fire, and you frown, I don't know if I want you as a friend. That goes for yeah, yeah. I I agree. It's like if you're mad at the Aquabats, yeah. If you do not smile at Earth, Wind, and Fire, yeah. if you're not confused why they don't use the Oxford comma in Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, <laughs> you know, okay. Let's, who gives a fuck about Oxford comma? It's like Earth, Wind and Fire. Yes. This is like wind some crazy hey. fiery tornado coming at you. Hey, how do you know it's not? That's it's not what they meant. Well, hell, I don't see. I don't see. I, I don't. Hell, uh, I don't even see an initial comma in that uh, album cover over there. So, <laughs> for, for Jesus, Earth, Wind and Fire. We need to get a hold of their copy editor. <laughs> you guys are terrible at grammar, but great at music. Well yes, done. Exactly. Yeah. Um. That being said, uh, that brings us down to our main event of the evening. That brings us on to our haiku reviews, where we sum it all up in some beautiful poetry. Uh, you know, <laughs> deep, deep, well-thought-out poetry. Uh, let's see. Who goes first? I'll go with you, Brett. What do you have to right. Let's appropriate another culture's poetry to talk about this. All right. Uh, the Groove and the Funk. A fabulous dance album. Perfect for this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? Funky R&B, polished to a perfect shine. Master's course and cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, my haiku, it'll make you groove with an abundance of funk. Let us boogie down. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? <laughs> Let us. Um, <laughs> what was that? Let us or um, that's a, that's a syllable that he needed. So he was like, "Let's break this out." <laughs> or uh, I, I have lettuce. In, in yeah. The yeah, I was going to say, is there leafy greens that we should be aware of? Well, there, um, were, there probably were leafy greens involved, but a different kind. They were probably not. Man, they might have been eight. Okay, bringing the funky, making you groove all night. Rest in peace, Maurice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that concludes our thoughts on Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, <laughs> the album Rays. Uh, 
Enjoy that. You can follow along with Record Breakers, the home game. Uh, this will be on there to, for you to groove to and to listen to. Uh, Petey, I have to ask, what do we have next week? Well, next week, we're going to have a guest. Next week, uh, we're going to have none other than Mike Avarant. Uh You'll know him if you're a part of the Diamond Club circle. Uh, he has been, I, be- I believe he's been on Fanny Pack before. Uh, I could be you wrong. get your fanny know. pack together. Uh, I know he's been on Chaos Buffering before, I believe, and and he's uh, he's you know he's been on he's I, but he hasn't been on many things. But he's been he's our friend for a while. Town. He's a man about Brooklyn, <laughs> uh, that particular town. Uh, he's a good dude. He's going to bring us an album uh, by a very interesting group, to say the least, named Toe, uh, in their album For Long Tomorrow. Uh, spell, spell that out for everybody. Toe, like Toto, like T O E. Oh, toe, like no, like one not of these. like like you you hook up to your to your truck. No, like one of these. Oh, oh, that kind of toe. Not not Toto, as in the band that what blessed rains in Africa. No, no yeah. the ones that at the end of that your did the soundtrack to Dune. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, I, you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. This group wouldn't. This group wouldn't be out of place in a new soundtrack to a new Dune. Not toe, toe, toe. Yeah. Uh, but that will be next week. Uh, this is this week, and that is the end of another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. You can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at Hebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebeb